guys, guess who? Annette Harris, your certified MHA, your mental health ambassador, and the host of this brand new podcast, Mind Mending in the Net, all brought to you by Get Caught in the Net Incorporated. So thank you for joining us on this episode of Mind Mending in the Net. And you all know what my mantra is. Why don't you say it with me? Everything starts in the mind. Keep that in mind, no pun intended, as we go throughout this episode. So your mental health tip for the day. I always like to start off my podcast with that. Many of us are in front of our computers on a regular basis all day, every day, sometimes. But we don't wanna have a burnout. We don't want our minds or our mental state to become overloaded because we're in front of the computers, we're working, we're doing what we need to do. So I want you on a daily basis, make sure you step back away from that computer, take a break. And when you take a break, you can either take a short walk or a short bike ride around the corner. Whatever you need to do to free your mind once you step away from the computer again so that you will not get burned out. Right? Can you do that for me guys? That's your mental health tip for this day. So let's get started. In today's topic, we are actually going to still focus on the month of May. We know that that was designated as mental health awareness, and I did tell you in the pilot show, even though it is 31 days that they allot for mental health awareness in May, we should be thinking about this every day. Every day should be Mental Health Awareness Day. So this is what we're gonna focus on today, but we're gonna focus on it as it relates to children. My heart bleeds for our children, our young people, and we don't realize how much they actually uh, keep inside. They suppress um, things that they're going through and dealing with, you know, at such a young age. Sometimes they're overlooked. Sometimes we as adults overlook them and their feelings and what they are thinking. Um, sometimes we just pass it off or push off their young feelings, if you will. And we shouldn't do that. We really shouldn't do that because they are experiencing so much more, it seems, than when I came along. Um, I was looking at um, some of the witnesses and you know we all know you know in this world um, I already mentioned about the uh, racial injustice that we've been that we've experienced it seems like more now than ever because phones are able to record such things but we all know about the Chauvin trial um, I'm just gonna say this little bit about 
the Chauvin trial, as I looked at the witnesses that were on the stand during the trial, the one witness that caught my attention out of all the witnesses from the prosecution to the defense, um, the one witness that caught my attention was the nine-year-old young girl that actually witnessed uh, Derek Chauvin killing um, Mr. Floyd. And, you know, I can say that now because they have convicted him as of the date of this podcast. But she witnessed it and she was she was nine year old at the time. I think she's probably like 10 now. You know, because this was just a year ago that all of this transpired. And, you know, as I sat and I looked at her, yeah, I, I, I saw some of the other witnesses that came on to the stand, but this nine-year-old, she is going to remember this for the rest of her life. Not that anybody else isn't, but that young, impressionable mind is going to remember that vision in front of her, that scene is gonna play out in her mind. And as parents, as adults, as those that are around her, that are helping to nurture her, if we don't try to mold her and guide her in the right way, we can only imagine what's going to happen to her as she continues to get older. So we don't want that, which is, you know why, again, I wanted to do a podcast talking about mending your mind, mind mending in the net. I'm a net, <laughs> but you know, again, looking back at that young girl, I, my heart, like I said, it just bled for her and I just felt so bad because honestly, she should have had to experience that. It was a typical day for her to walk to the store with her cousin to get some snacks. She didn't think that her life would change as drastically as it did just to go to the store to get some snacks. Why, my God, are we living in a society where you don't know if you walk out of your front door for a routine walk or run to the store or what have, what have you, you don't know if that's gonna turn into a tragedy. That should not be the way that we live. And I know that God did not intend that to be. You know, some people are actually fearful of going out of their homes. They don't know exactly what will befall them, and so they're a little nervous. And again, that should not be. Listen, let me give you some facts uh, from the National Alliance on Mental Illness. Because we have to focus on our children and closing the gap on their mental health. Because if you don't do it now, it's going to turn into a big monster when they get older. And, and that's just a known fact. You can look around now 
um, and how people are acting, reacting, addressing other people. How some people are just going off on people. Some people are, are are lashing out at people, bringing hurt and harm to other individuals. These people are mixed up and messed up in their minds. And again, if we don't catch, if we don't catch it with our children now, they can grow up to be murderers. They can grow up to be um, individuals that have mental illness that that has spiraled out of control. You can. They can grow up to be not positive and not someone who is going to make a positive difference in society. So some of these stats that I was looking at, and it's a known fact, so it's something we're going to have to deal with and address. Half of all mental illness begins by age 14 age 14. Let's go back to the young lady, the nine-year-old that witnessed George Floyd's death. She was nine at the time. So we have, we'll just take her for instance. We have a few years to try and, and nurture her and help her so that she won't be overtaken by mental illness. And that's something that we we have to we have to stop and address. We can't just keep thinking about ourselves, me and my four and no more, and not worrying about you know uh, uh, the effects that that situation had on her because it could in turn affect so many people. So we want to try and and nurture her in the right way. Um, let's see. Also, some more stats. Many people don't know that on average, 8 to 10 years will pass from the onset of symptoms, the initial symptoms of mental illness, to the time of intervention for those living with these conditions. 8 to 10 years can pass from the onset of those symptoms. And when you think about a child these are critical developmental years for a child. Think about it. You parents, look at your children. They probably mimic you from, you know, a very young age. They're probably watching you and seeing what you're doing. Your daughter is probably maybe putting her small feet in your big shoes mom and walking around the house or dad your son is probably picking up a little play hammer to try and and fix something around the house because he saw you doing the same thing critical developmental years so we as adults we as parents we as educators are going to have to be careful in how we condition our children. When children and youth are living with mental illness, they should have access to effective services and support groups. 
They should also be able to develop close relationships with their family and friends, and then learn how to cope with challenging symptoms. And then hopefully they will be educated and maybe have the social experiences that they need to succeed in life. Let's back up a little bit to talking about dealing with and or coping with challenging symptoms. Too many times we've seen this where an individual may be struggling mentally, but they won't say anything to anyone else. A child might not say anything to a parent because they don't want the parent to think ill of them or they don't want anybody to label them as quote unquote crazy or they don't want anybody to say, it's all in your mind, baby, you'll be okay. They don't want anyone to disregard their feelings, but they have feelings. They have these thoughts in their minds that are not, that they know are not positive thoughts. Sometimes, unfortunately, they're looking to hurt themselves. And those thoughts are in their mind, but they don't know how to deal with these challenging symptoms. So if we would establish as adults, as educators, as, as psychologists, if we would establish these safe places, quote unquote safe places, safe spaces to allow an individual to really express what's on their mind, to express, hey, I've been having these thoughts. Hey, I've been, I saw this, it affected me, and now I'm thinking this way. We must create safe spaces so that we can help them to recognize these challenging symptoms that they are experiencing. Let's not throw everybody in that quote unquote C-R-A-Z-Y box. Just because somebody is, is, is having challenges mentally does not mean that they are crazy. It simply means that something has affected them to make them think a totally different way. And that has to be addressed. Listen, we have to get schools involved in helping struggling students and effective services. So what I do appreciate, what I've been seeing in the educational system is, you know, when an unfortunate incident happens, maybe a classmate was injured or or killed, if you will, they will bring in um, psychologists, school psychologists, to help the rest of the school population to deal with the demise or the injury of their um, classmate or you know whether they knew them personally or not. So I, I, I'm grateful for that because you know, it allows, you know, the student to be able to express, hey, yeah, Susie was my best friend. And over the weekend, unfortunately, this happened to her and it's affecting me. 
you have to have that set in place. Please just don't sweep it under the rug and thinking that, you know, yeah, she lost Susie or they lost Susie, but it doesn't bother them. Please don't think that way. Just because sometimes a child may be quiet about a, an experience that they've had that was unfortunate, just because they're quiet does not mean that they're not affected. Everybody deals with uh, negative or adverse situations differently. You may have somebody that's very talkative, and then you have someone who's not. You're, you're, and you have to understand there are various stages of grief, if you will. And that grief is not only attached to uh, death, grief is attached to divorce, it's attached to, you know, other adverse situations. So anyone could be in denial, they could be in a bargaining stage, um, you know, and they have to get to the point of acceptance. But there is a process and steps to get there. So let's 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 look at our schools. Now, of course, things have changed a little bit because of the pandemic and many children were at home. You know, if you will, I think a lot of them really have just started going back, especially here in Illinois where I am. I have actually, you know, they're either hybrid or they've gone back, uh, you know, uh, in person to school to learn. But we have to understand that as far as school is concerned, that's where our children spend most of their day. So about a good six hours, roughly, children spend at school. So with that in mind, if they are going to, if they have experienced any mental health issues or concerns, the first warning signs will be probably at school that's where the majority of their time is spent so if you look at you know and you may say well they, they they go home after school yeah but by the time they get home they're doing homework and then it's probably time for bed depending upon their age you know and all of that or if they have you know after school uh, activities if you will um, they are they're occupied or uh, busy if you will but as far as being at school the first warning signs of mental health concerns will more than likely be exhibited while they're ex at school and most of these children uh, it, they don't identify early enough to be linked with whatever services are available to help them so as educators, again, as adults, we have to look out for this and understand and know that the warning signs could be there. So get your eyes out, your ears out, if you will, you know, all, you know, your eye gates, your ear gates, and put it to the, the, the grind, if you will. Start watching and observing to see if you see any warning signs 
this can help. I firmly believe it can help. It can help uh, cut down and or eliminate uh, what is it, school shootings, if you will. I think back on the Columbine shooting. Those young men were dealing with some mental health issues, mental health concerns. They were so concerned about um, people not liking them. They were being mistreated in their eyes. And so they figured that they would take matters in their own hands and just about kill everyone that they felt treated them wrong. And I remember the one young man who they did not shoot because he always spoke to them every day. They bypassed him and did not shoot him. So they went and tried to eliminate those who were treating them bad. They were suffering from mental issues. And we have to, we have to catch our young children before it gets out of hand. Um, I want to encourage each of you you can go to NAMI, um, which is the National Children's, uh, I'm sorry, you can go to NAMI.org, the National Alliance on Mental Illness, and actually look to see how you can get more involved in first and foremost, um, seeing, identifying signs of mental illness, and how to talk to uh, families, whether you see it in your family members or other students or whomever, and also how to help. We have very good resources on that website, and I do encourage you to go there to try and learn more. You know, the more we learn, the more we can help. And I, I promise you, we have to catch our young people now. We gotta close this gap so that our children, our young people that are possibly um, having mental illness concerns so that it can be identified early. And then we can link them with the services and the support and so they can get a healthy start on life. Don't, if you see something, my God, don't, please do not overlook it and just think that it's just, maybe they just have growing pains. No, take it seriously. Take, please take it seriously because you don't want to regret it in the end. You don't want to say, oh, I should have, I saw that, I should have said something. I should have done something. Our children are important, and it may sound cliches, but they are our tomorrow. They are our today. So we want to do what we can to help them. And I think you would agree with that. Young people, children are a huge concern for me. And again, it, it, it's it makes common sense. If you start with the children, you will catch them before they, you know, become adults. And we want to catch them before any mental health concerns get 
out of order and before it overtakes them and have them uh, doing things uh, against other people and you know these various acts and um, maybe hurting or harming other people or even themselves so we want to be able to help them May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And for this year, 2021, the theme is you are not alone. You are not alone. And this was chosen by NAMI, the National Alliance on Mental Illness. The theme this year, you are not alone. And we want you all to understand that and no, you're not alone. The children are not alone. Let's do what we can to help each other, okay? This is your girl, Annette Harris, and again, I am your certified MHA and the host of this new podcast, Mind Mending in the Net. Hopefully, we've said something on today that will encourage you to seek out positive mental health. We've talked about our children on today. So hopefully you can attribute everything I've said to either yourself or to someone else. Remember, everything starts in the mind and we wanna do what we can to again, develop and establish positive mental health. Remember to subscribe to my podcast and we will see you next time on Mind Mending in the Net. Take care, guys.